Why do you want to fight? This is the fight game with Demond Cotton. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of the fight game with Demond Cotton on twelve thirty. The game. And we're live, UFC 276 coming up, AEW Blood and Guts was last night following Forbidden Door, WWE Money in the Bank also here in Vegas. It's International Fight Week, but Vegas has so much going on this weekend, Toby. Oh yes, and I am being joined by my intern, Toby. Toby, say hi to the people. What's going on? Exactly. No producer, Jared, today. Just me and Toby rocking the wheels of steel. But Toby, so much going on in Las Vegas. You've got WWE Money in the Bank happening this Saturday. It's almost running against UFC 276 also this Saturday. Today's guests include UFC featherweight champion Alex Volkanovsky. He's going to be calling in in just a few minutes. And then after that, we have the guy he's fighting in the fight. Yes, former UFC featherweight champion Max Holloway is going to be joining us on the show as well at 1130. So, Toby, we only have an hour show. There's so much to get into. So last week we were talking about AEW Forbidden Door. What were your thoughts about the pay-per-view? Uh, I think overall, I expected a little bit more, um, but I think it was good. I don't really think that AEW really puts on bad or terrible pay-per-views, but overall, I expected just a little bit more, um, especially with Okada and all the New Japan stars coming over. I just wanted to see, you know, a little bit more. I understand what you mean there, that Fatal four-way, I know it's a WWE term for it, but I love the four-way between you had Jay White, the IWGP heavyweight champion, Kazushi Okada, also from New Japan, going up against the AEW stars of Adam Hangman Page and Adam Cole, baby. But something was a little off there with that finish. You can tell that that was not supposed to be the finish. Adam Cole obviously suffered an injury of some sort. I don't know if it was the shoulder or or a concussion. But obviously that finish, it didn't deliver the way fans wanted it to due to injury. And that's what happens in wrestling, and also one of the matches that really popped me, because I am a big Zack Sabre Jr. fan, when Claudio Castagnoli, he hits the ring, well, the music hits, everyone knows who it is. I kind of already expected he, him to be the guy, but still, you can expect it all you want, but then once you see it on the TV, it's like, oh, snap, they actually did it. Claudio comes out, and he, he runs a European uppercut, hits him with a neutralizer. I don't know what they're calling an AEW yet. And then you think, are they going to have him squash Zack Sabre Jr.? But no, and then you get that technical match that everyone was expecting. So I really do think that AEW, they knocked it out of the park with that signing of Claudio Castagnoli. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, it made me jump out of my chair when he uh, came out. Um, yeah, I, again, I did expect it, but at the same time, it's it's different actually seeing him come down and run down the ramp. And yeah, it was a, they put on a great match. Uh, AEW definitely deserves some props for that. One of my few complaints with the pay-per-view was how the pay-per-view ended with the big brawl, with the big stare-down between the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Blackpool Combat Club, where I don't think that you need that moment. The pay-per-view just needs to end, go off the air with Moxley and Tanahashi, just two guys, they just went to war, Moxley's bleeding all over the place, just let them shake the hands, you know, arm in arm, that's the partnership between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling, but AEW, they always want to top it, and it's like, hey, you got to promote blood and guts, and that's why I don't think blood and guts needed to be right after the pay-per-view, maybe build it up a little bit more, so then you're building up for blood and guts, and I'll be honest, I think that you're taking away a little bit, you're taking away a little of Tanahashi's thunder, 
because he's bu- he's busy. He's down there selling. He is selling just the war that he just went through with John Moxley. I know, but here comes Jericho and the guys, and now we need to have a pull apart. And then you see Claudio. He gets his music hit again, another pop for Claudio. But now he's just coming down to stand in the ring, you know, just to look triumphant. As we all know, he's a part of the Blackpool Combat Club now. Yeah, I understand that you got to build it up for blood and guts because it was last night. You know, it was coming up quick. But at the same time, they kind of ruined the main event, you know. And uh, you want to see that connection between AEW and uh, Japan because that's what the whole pay-per-view is about. It's Forbidden Door. We don't want to see the Jericho Appreciation Society come down at the end and just stare down with the... um, what do they call it again? Blackpool Combat Black Club. Pool Combat yeah, Club. but yeah. and Toby, something you watched AW Blood and Guts last night. I did not because I had to do double duty. I had to be at work at six a.m. So mm-hmm. my usually my usual routine is I fall asleep on Tuesday, when oh, excuse me Wednesday night, Thursday morning I'm up and I'll just watch what I missed on AEW, but I couldn't do that. So fill me in. How was Blood and Guts? Did it live up to the expectations? Was there a lot of blood and guts? There is definitely a lot of blood and guts. Uh, they uh, they started the uh, the um, program off with an amazing uh, promo from Christian Cage, and then it also featured Luchasaurus, who seems like he turned heel, and that um, that Christian Cage somehow got him to go on his side. So we we don't know what they're gonna do there with Jungle Boy, uh, but then they had Dan Housing and uh, FTR. Uh, that was his mystery partners against the Gun Club and Max Caster. Uh, it was it was a lackluster match. Uh, FT, a, FTR didn't. What, what, I mean, FTR is the hottest thing smoking right now. I mean, yeah. So but did I'm they? Saying it, you expected just a little bit more from FTR. Dan right? Housen being the hometown guy. No man, I I, I haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> but may, maybe were there some botches or something? Would make. Uh, there's why a was few. Not? There's a few botches, but I mean, there were some good spots. There's definitely good spots, but when you have FTR and Dan Housen, you expect a little bit more, right? You got to set the bar a little bit higher. Okay, the bar wasn't set high enough. And so, a match that I'm going to be excited to go back and rewatch is um, Orange Cassidy and uh, All Ego Ethan Page. That was a great match. Um, yeah, there was some great reversals, great technical fighting. And you always know you're going to get a show with Orange Cassidy. And I think uh, All Ego Ethan Page definitely played into his All Ego role. And <laughs> it was a great match. I love Ethan Page. He's one of those guys to me. Almost how people in WWE, when they looked at Claudio, formerly known as Cesaro, which just, why isn't that guy in the world title picture? He's so good. He can do it all. That's how I look at Ethan Page in AEW. I know he's in a good spot, him and Scorpio Sky with Dan Lambert as their manager, but I look at him. He's the one who should have the TNT title. He's the guy for me that's like, why isn't the racket, why isn't the rocket already attached to his back? Yeah, I think they should give him a little bit of a harder push because he's showing that he has all the talent in the world, not only wrestling but with his promos and he's just such a great wrestler all right we got alex coming up in just a little bit so the main event toby blood and guts blackpool combat club jericho appreciates in society give me your thoughts it was bloody as you (laughs) it was bloody (laughs) yeah um it was a oh yeah it was a great match um they had a lot of different weapons which you expect they brought out the tacks a lot of them and then even uh sammy guevaro I don't want to spoil it for you, but I am. No, I did see that video. Okay, he took he took he took the fall off the top of the cage. That, was that awesome. seems like the staple for Blood and Guts AW. Yep. Somebody is gonna take a dive off the top of the cage yep. and it's gonna look gnarly. Oh yeah, it did. 
at first I was like, oh my god, I thought he was gonna land on his head. Did you have that? Did Jr. Oh my god, by God, he's broken him in half. He's broken him in half. That's what was going through my brain at that moment <laughs> and point. Right he there. may that man has a family. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a great spot right there too. Uh, Claudio did a great job. Um, yeah, I, it, overall it was just an amazing match. Um, I forget who it was exactly, but he was like, uh, it's probably on AEW's Instagram. Okay. He was like hanging on the outside of the cage, like with his feet up and he was like laying back and he's just all bloodied up. And I forget which member of the Jericho Appreciation Society that was, but that was an awesome, awesome moment right there. All right. Thank you, Toby, for that recap of AEW Blood and Guts. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, Alex the Great Volkanowski will be joining the show to talk about his matchup with Max Holloway coming up. Here on the fight game on 1230 the game. And still the undisputed UFC featherweight champion of the world, Alexander the Great Volganoski. Welcome back to the fight game. All right, and we are back here on the fight game. Alex Volkanovsky running just a tad bit behind. But Toby and I got you covered. Some news that we didn't get to in that first segment of the show, though, that I really wanted to. Logan Paul has signed with the WWE. And I don't know if this is like an official signing. I don't know if this is just, hey, like, oh, like, hey, I'm just signed and I'll do a couple of dates a year. But are you excited about Logan Paul signing a WWE contract next to Stephanie McMahon and Triple H? No. What? I couldn't care less. You couldn't care less. Toby, no. come on. What? It, it, what do you want me to say? Jake it's, Paul? It's Logan Paul. Or Logan Paul? Yeah. Oh, Same thing. Oh, don't act like you don't know who the Paul brothers are. Yeah, I know who the Paul brothers are, but like I don't care about you them. You listen to the Nelk Bros podcast, but yes. you don't know who the Paul... Oh, okay. See, but the Nelk Bros are, are at least... The Paul brothers are fake, all right? I'm going to just put that out there. They're fake. Careful, Toby. All right, we beefing? <laughs> are we beefing? <laughs> Is this, is this what it's turned into? I invite you on my show. I extend my <laughs> hospitality. <laughs> Come on. Go now. on. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not that excited. I don't know what there's excited. Like, all right. Why are you excited, Damon? We don't know what's going to happen at SummerSlam. Logan Paul, The Miz, there's still some, some beef there. There could still be some tension after what happened at SummerSlam. And I think that, come on, man. You weren't excited about SummerSlam at least? No, not no, not at all. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think that the Jake Paul, I mean, our Logan Paul signing should be that big of a deal, but I do get it because people want to see it because, uh, you know, Logan Paul's one of the hottest things out right now, uh, not only in the, you know, boxing world, but I guess now in the wrestling world. All right, Toby, and we're going to put that on ice because I believe that we have Alex the Great Volkanowski joining us now. Alex, are you there? I'm here. How are you guys? All right, we're doing fine. Thank you for joining us on the fight game. And this is Alex Volkanowski, and he's going to be taking on Max Holloway for the UFC Featherweight Championship of the World this Saturday, July 2nd, live from T-Mobile Arena. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing good. I'm getting pumped up. International Fight Week. We fight in a couple of days. Man, I'm vibing. The energy's good. I cannot wait to get out there and do my thing. All right, and do your thing. You've got the two wins already over Max Holloway. How has the preparation been different for this trilogy fight? Because coming off of two wins, you don't really see a trilogy happen in this circumstance where you've won both fights, but there is a trilogy at place. 
he has earned that number one contender spot. But coming off of two wins, has your training been any different for this coming fight? It's always going to be a little bit different in the sense where game planning and things like that, you know what I mean? But at the same time, everyone knows that we, we train hard, we work hard, and we get ourselves prepared for war every single time, you know what I mean? So that's uh, that's usually where most uh, of our energy will go, getting ready, you know, especially against someone like Max. You need to be fit. You need to be... It's going to be a high pace, you know what I mean? Uh, especially both the way we both fight. So it's going to be a high pace fight, so you need to be ready for that. But at the same time, you get to mix it up uh, with with new game plan, and which is still exciting for me. Even though we've faced, you know, I've faced him twice and beat him twice, I'm still expecting a different version of Max. I think he's going to bring something, a little something different. Anyway, you know, he's going to try and change the game. He's going to try and surprise him with something. I'm I'm eager to see what that is. I cannot wait to to find out what that is. Figure out, adjust, make that adjustment, and and capitalize on that on uh, opportunities that that come forth. But you know, it's uh, it's incredible, man. This is an incredible fight, you know, on a stack card, you know what I mean? Like, uh, obviously, everyone wants to see it anyway, so that's why it's happening. Credit to Max for being stubborn and not letting anyone take that number one contender <laughs> spot. He went, you know what I mean? He went out and took out the guys, and now we're doing it again. People want to see it, so um, I'm all good with it. Let's do it. All right, yeah, you're right. People want to see it because these past two fights have been very close decisions in my book. So do you think that he's going to come out with a little bit more of a desperation? Do you think you'll be able to take advantage if he comes out a little too aggressive? Because we know that if he loses this one, this may be his last time to challenge you for that featherweight championship. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to put it all on the line. I think that's his style anyway. He's always going to come forward. He's, you know, he's going to put a pace. He's going to try and still... You know, even though I've got the style to beat him, he's still going to try and overwhelm. He loves to overwhelm his opponents. So he's going to try and come forward. That's how, that's how I know there's going to be a high-paced fight. It's going to be a fun fight. People are going to love it. Because he's going to come forward. He's going to bring it. I ain't going to put a backward step. You ain't going to see me. I'm going to. I'm going out there to win every exchange. He's going to try and win every exchange. So we're going to be banging. I'm going to put hands on that chin. I guarantee you. Uh, so I'm just, I just want to know if his chin's going to hold up. Because that, to, that has to go soon. It has to, you know what I mean? I know it's a legendary <laughs> chin, but I mean, like, you cannot cop that much, and he's absorbed the most punches in the, the UFC. I'm pretty sure he's got the, the record for that. It's a granite chin, and he'll eat one to give one. That's his style. It works for him. But, I mean, it's not going to, the later it gets in his career, it has to slow down. I want to know if it slows down Saturday night. Are we going to see that chin crumble? Are we going to see him fall? He hasn't fallen before. Let's see what happens. All right, again, we're talking to Alex Volkanovsky, the great UFC featherweight champion of the world. My intern, Toby's got a question for you. Toby? Hey, Alex, you've had a chance to work with some great fighters at City Kickboxing in New Zealand with guys like Izzy and Kai Car France and many others. How's your experience been at City Kickboxing? How do they keep producing such great fighters? Yeah, man, I think it's definitely the work ethic as is one thing always being prepared and then not just that the knowledge that 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 they have over there uh you know the, the details the depth they go in you know what i mean every fight no matter if it's an amateur or anything like you know they they study their opponents you know what i mean they go into detail they go right into depth and that goes a long way you know when you understand the game that much understand that many details you know what i mean like you you obviously and you you're, you're sort of building that in your your fighters the whole way through camp every day you know you're just you're touching on 
little details that a lot of people don't get to, to see or, or know about or understand, you know what I mean? The keys and principles to movements and uh, techniques, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people don't ever get to, to get into that depth, and they do. Uh, and then on top of that, like I said, the work ethic, the family feel they have, you know, that team camaraderie. They're like one big family. Even though I'm from City, I was from a freestyle fighting gym, I'm still a part of the team. We go over there and we're a part of that family. We're all one big team, one big family. Um, and you can see that. I don't know if you've noticed that on the embedded and all that. Like, it's just crazy energy. You know what I mean? And it, it, I think it, it's all those things. There's so many things that come into play, but it's obviously working. All right, Alex, and something that's near and dear to you just as much as fighting is food. I remember with the last fight that you were um, preparing for Korean Zombie, eating with Volk, you and Action Bronson were out there trying some steakhouses. But for you, what goes into creating and making the perfect steak? Oh, mate, uh, I'm, glad you, uh, I'm glad you mentioned the steak because I'm a steak guy. I'm all about steaking. I believe I cook one of the best steaks. You know, I won't say I cook the best steak in the world, but I'm telling you, I cook a mean steak. It's a, it's a, man, look, it's a, do you want to know how to cook it, did you say? Oh, yes, please, fill me in. Yes, I need all the tips. Give me the seasoning, the right heat, the right pan, everything. For me, like, I, I, like, obviously salt's good enough, but I love my salt and pepper. Some people don't like the pepper. I love the pepper. I feel like it adds a, a, a good flavor to, especially the way I cook it. You want to cook it on the coal. You want to make sure it's uh, room temperature. When I say that, get your steak out of your fridge an hour, at least an hour before you cook it. Even if it's fatty, you want that fat to slowly render even in room temperature heat. Get it on the grill on a nice hot grill. Make sure it's around medium to rare. Don't go any, uh, you don't want to go, you know what I mean, please don't go well done. But anyway, I'll, uh, <laughs> that's uh, one thing that'll, that'll hurt me if you go well done. But then, Another key, well rested. Rest as long as you can. Keep it somewhere warm where you can rest it for at least 10 minutes. And I guarantee if you've got a good steak, that's going to be one of the best steaks you've ever had. All right, and Alex, we're kind of similar in body type because I'm about 5'6", and I'm close to 200 pounds. And I know you used to be a big guy yourself. How has it been like for your career just to cut down to 145? And do how long do you think you're going to be able to stay at 145? Oh man, it's, it gets it's sort of getting easier and easier. You know what I mean? My metabolism is adjusting to these weights. Like you know, it's funny. Like as I work my way down, you know, like you know, when I was in the ninety-seven kilograms, and I get to ninety-three, like because you know, I was bringing that weight down, I couldn't ever go over a certain amount. Like it would be ninety-seven, then it would be ninety-three. I couldn't get over ninety-three. Then eighty-eight, eighty-six. You know what I mean? Then eighty-one. Now, like it's, I sit around seventy-six, and I can't go over it. You know what I mean? So it's it's funny, your your body adapts to that. And obviously, I'm eating a little bit better. Like, I don't go... Obviously, you see my cooking with bulk. I like to eat good, but I don't... You know, I, I still... I'm a professional. I still try and uh, keep my body in a, in good nick uh, all year round. But, I mean, you can still enjoy your food while you do that. All right, again, we're talking to Alec Volkanowski, the UFC featherweight champion of the world. Only a few more questions for you here. And you mentioned cooking with Volk. Is there one item that you want to make? Is there something that's just on your dream list of a food that you want to try and cook and prepare for yourself? Oh, yeah, there's a, oh, mate, there's a heat. There's definitely, there's definitely a few. I want a nail because I'm a, this is going to be random. Unless you, unless you watch my Instagram, you'll know I love my uh, far soup, far soup, uh, you know, the Vietnamese soup. Of course. I love my Vietnamese soup. 
of a faux soup. So that is uh, something that I want to nail because uh, I'd love to just be able to cook that at my house and just have it whenever I want. Because uh, I like to, me and my, my coach, Joe Lopez, we travel the world and get uh, faux all around the world. So, you know what I mean? Like we're trying to find all different uh, places to eat it. So to, to nail it myself and have it at home uh, would be would be pretty good. So that's something that I want to get down pat. All right, you said all over the world. Have you had any good restaurants here in Vegas? Yeah, been plenty. Been to plenty of good uh, restaurants. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of, of man, at least like a second home to me. I've spent some time over here. Um, you know what I, I love? You don't get much, many of these uh, back home. Is uh, all you can eat sushi. <laughs> I think that's incredible. All you can eat sushi. You know, what I mean, pay a certain amount of money, and there's all you can eat sushi. I think that is. That is, uh, I need to bring that back home because that is uh, incredible. All right, Vogue, and going back to this fight here, I know that fighters, you don't want to look ahead. You don't want to think about what's next because the opponent in front of you is the most dangerous guy that you have to face. But if, if you were to get this win against Max here at UFC 276, do you have anything in mind of what may be next for you? Yeah, man, obviously I want that, that, that low weight uh, belt. You know what I mean? I've been talking about it. I think a big win over Max definitely me in a position to do that. I think everyone's going to want it as well, so that's something that I'll definitely be calling for. All right, Alex Volkanowski, thank you so much for your time today. Anything that we didn't hit, anything that you want to talk about on this press tour that you've had that no one asked you? Man, uh, now you see it all, mate. The cooking with bulk. you know, I love my food. If you want to see uh, me on the, on the grill, you want to know some tips, Go uh, check out my uh, my YouTube channel. I've got a lot of content going up. Obviously, uh, fight-related stuff, fight week, uh, shenanigans, all that type of stuff, cooking with Volk. Uh, so all my adventures. So if you just want to check that out on Alexander Volkanovsky on YouTube, you'll find it. Hit me up on socials. I appreciate it, at Alex Volkanovsky. Uh, other than that, you've uh, hit, hit everything, so I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us on the fight game, Alex. Have a good one. Okay. Thank you. And that was Alex Volkanovsky. You can catch him out as he's taking on Max Holloway in the UFC featherweight championship at 145. And that's going to be this Saturday, July 2nd, at T-Mobile Arena right here in Las Vegas. And when we come back, we're going to get into my interview with Max Holloway as he is also preparing for this fight. Don't go anywhere. This is the fight game on 1230 The Game. Welcome back to the fight game. And we are back here on the fight game once again. Thank you to the UFC and Alex Volkanowski for joining me on the show. Now let's get into the interview that I have with his opponent coming up for on July 2nd at UFC 276. Max Holloway, blessed MMA. This is going to be a good fight. You got a trilogy between two guys. And you don't see this too often in, in combat sports where the guy who has lost two fights, he works his way back up. You usually see a trilogy, hey, maybe Triple G and Canelo were that trilogy. It's, hey, man, it was a draw the first one. Someone has to win the second one. Let's settle the score once and for all. Only thing, only other sport I can think about it may be boxing, where you have Juan Manuel Marquez when he was fighting um Manny Pacquiao, where you had to see, like, hey, man, he hasn't beaten him yet, but then he beats him that final time, well, that time where he knocks him out of the ring almost, where someone who didn't win the first two fights still gets another chance at the champ. So let's get into that interview with Max Holloway. Let's get it on! I'm pleased to be joined by my next guest, Max Holloway. You can follow him at Blessed MMA. He's going to be in the co-main event at UFC 276. 
this Saturday, July 2nd against the featherweight champion, Max Volkanovski. Max, how are you doing today? I mean, Alex Volkanovski. Uh, you got the first name right of uh, the, the, the champion, so don't worry, but I'm doing great. <laughs> All right, man. And I know that you're from Hawaii, the ninth island out here in Las Vegas. I know you're pushing for that UFC Hawaii card in the future, but does fighting in Vegas, does it feel like a second home to you? Oh, for sure. You know, if I could get a UFC Hawaii card, that'd be great. But this uh, this is close to none, man. This is the ninth island, as you know. A lot of Hawaiians is up here. And uh, it's amazing, man. I can't wait. You know, the, the, this crowd is, is always pro-Hawaiian, so it's going to be a fun one. All right, and then this fight, it's a trilogy. You're coming off two losses. I actually think that you won that first fight. How close do you feel those two fights were, or do you feel that maybe you won both of them? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's like I, I can sit here and complain about it and tell you why I think I won the first and second fight, but, you know, there's only three, three people in the world's decision that matter. That's the three judges sitting ringside. You know, they went all the way. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's a, this is a huge fight, you know. If it was so clear-cut, the first couple fights, we wouldn't be here for the third time. And we're here now, and uh, it's, a, it's a huge fight, you know. It's a legacy fight. Um, when You know, when in the last decade you had two guys in the top pound-for-pound ranking in the world fighting each other in the same weight class. This doesn't even happen in boxing, you know, so in their prime. So I'm excited, you know. The only, the only fight I can remember is DC and John Jones in the mm-hmm. last decade, you know. So to be that, to be a part of history, to be here on the ninth island, you know, I got five title wins to win my sixth sixth title against Alex is a cherry on top. You know, I can't wait for a Saturday night. All right, Max, and you mentioned legacy in that last answer there. And just doing my research for the fight, it's like, man, Max Holloway's only 30 years old. I remember watching you in high school, and you just think that, oh, man, these guys in the UFC, they're so much older. But I'm like, this guy's only a few years older than me. So how has that journey been from being one of the youngest fighters in the UFC once you've signed into where you are now? It's been wild, you know. You got the highs of the highs, the lows of the lows, but... uh it's been fun, you know, like like you said, I've been with the UFC for 10 years, you know, I was 20 when I made my debut, I couldn't even, I got, I got, my first ever fight, I got scold, I, I got yelled at by a security guard for being on top of the casino floor, watching my friend and gamble, so, so that's, that, that's how young I was, so it's amazing, you know, to be here, be a 10-year vet with, with, with this company, you know, you know, a couple people, you know, some people, they get a hard time to stay with the UFC for longer than two fights, so. It's just a blessing, you know. It's like the nickname, man. I'm, I'm blessed. Yeah, and this is Max Holloway. You can follow him at BlessedMMA on Twitter, Instagram. And then with this trilogy fight, two close fights, what have you learned from these two fights about your opponent? Uh, I, you know, I learned a lot, you know. I learned a lot, you know. I learned that uh, a, he really does bring out the best of me and I bring out the best of him, and that's the kind of, you know, competitors that you want to find, you know, in, in your sport, you know, and I'm excited, you know, I look forward to Saturday night, I just can't wait, man, I can't wait to get in there and get it done. All right, one of the things that, you know, that makes you just so relatable with the fans, because you do have a huge following, is the gaming, when it comes to gaming for you, are you a competitive gamer, or is it just something, you know, you can just chill and zone out for a couple of hours? Oh, man, I'm a competitive gamer, bro, I want to win. You know, I'm not. I'm not there to just zone out and play and have fun. 
I'm a super competitive guy, so I want to win. You know, I've been playing Apex Legend. You know, if you don't know, FB.GG backslash Smash Hollow Official. I be streaming. I be streaming on Facebook, so make sure you guys come through, show some love. But uh, yeah, I like I like uh, Apex Legends lately because of the ranking system. You know, I love the ranking system. I love that you can get rewarded for doing good and. I, I I'm just competitive, bro. And whatever we do, and uh, to smallest things, to being the first guy to open the door, being the first guy in the elevator with my team, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just it's just the little things that that that, that matter, I guess. Yeah, and you mentioned like the Apex, and also you're part of Facebook Gaming, and I know Twitch is real popular, popular. So how did that um, partnership with uh, Facebook Gaming come about? Ah, uh, that the you know it, it's a new landscape. You know, Facebook is trying to get into. Um, Trying to get into the gaming scene, and uh, you know why not grow? You know, you know, guys over there at Twitch—they already got their Mount Rushmore. You know, hopefully, I can be at Mount Rushmore on Facebook Gaming. So we see what happens. You know, I—I I was excited with the with what what Facebook Gaming had to offer and and everything. You know, it's still still a learning process. So we see what happens. I, I'm just excited to be a part of the team. All right, you know, man, because I know that this fight's coming up. I know you've been doing so much press. So you know, Jen, just. Just want to talk to you about, you know, just some of those things that I know that you actually like outside of the octagon. So let's bring it over to anime. Are you a huge Dragon Ball Z guy? Because Dragon Ball Z, it's a classic for me. And I know that some people was like, oh, man, you like the basic anime, but it's a classic for a reason. So how big into your DBZ? I, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty big into DBZ a little bit. I mean, uh, I can't tell you what I, I haven't been keeping up with the new ones, but the, but the old ones for sure. I remember most of it. And uh I was just, I was growing up, you know, I, I didn't even know it was anime, you know. I, I, I thought it was a cartoon at first until now, later on I grew up, I was like, oh, this is what we call an anime, you know. So I got into it because my older brother and stuff, they used to watch uh, they used to watch it, so, and my cousins. And then, uh, you know, and then who doesn't like someone who could go super sane or, and fight and, and then, you know, like a Goku, you know, this a fun, relatable guy that just loves to eat and fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what you as you mentioned eating and fighting. I remember on your, your YouTube page, you were going out just doing like some foodie stuff. I remember one you were just ch- testing your sweet tooth and just like all of these different sweets. So is that also something that you that you not just pride yourself in, but like you just love to eat and you got a sweet tooth? Is that something that you're also interested in and in showcasing that to your fans? Oh, for sure. oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I I I just like to show our fans that. We're humans too, you know. We're humans too, and I, I love to. Uh, I love, I love sweets, man. I'm a sweets guy, but I love food too. So, you know, we got a bunch of. We did a bunch of YouTube stuff on that, you know, and um, it's great, you know. It's just, you know, I, I, I love food, man. Food, food is just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're out here in Vegas a lot with the UFCs. You got any favorite spots out here in Vegas? The favorite spots out here in Vegas, um. Man, I mean, we we be eating sushi like almost every night, you know. So, I mean, all fight week we've been eating hachi, like hachi sushi. Yesterday we just had this other thing called sushi bomb, which is pretty good. So, I don't really got too much of favorite spots. Uh, one of my boys they work at a uh, Italian shop, uh, Italian restaurant over in the Rin. So, that place is really really good. So it's just all right and Shake Shack. Always a good go-to, too. Okay, oh, definitely. Oh, and El Gordo Tacos. I forgot. I almost forgot. How, how did I forget El Gordo Tacos? I got, a, like, a 
I got a taco eating competition with my friend after the fight, too. So let's get it. <laughs> a taco. So you're right. You're competitive with everything, even eating tacos. All right. Yes, sir. And then another thing, you were in the movie Den of Thieves. Now, that's a classic movie for me to just put on on a Saturday night if I've, if I've got nothing to do. What was that experience like just being in that thriller of an action movie? Oh, it was crazy. It was good fun. That was my first ever movie, too, you know? So, like, they, they, they hooked it up. Like, I, I had my own my my uh my own space i it was crazy you know being able to see everybody i got to meet um I, most of my scenes you've seen was with, with, with old jackson jr so cool dude nice guy and it's just fun you know i i think damn big dudes should be coming out soon so hopefully we uh we hear back and uh we get to be in that movie oh man that'd be dope i didn't even know they were working on a dinner thieves too yeah, yeah, they're supposed to be, but, like, COVID stopped everything, so we'll see what happens. All right, and then with these past two fights, bring it back to this fight, July 2nd, T-Mobile Arena, you and Alex Volkanovsky. The scoring has been so close, this last fight that you guys had. It was a split decision. I've seen in the past interviews that maybe you're in favor of open scoring. Do you still stand by that? I mean, yeah, you know, we see what happens, you know, like, it's what it is, you know. At the end of the day, I can say anything, but then a white them is gonna do what they do, what they think is best for the UFC, you know. So, I think it's cool, but I, I also see how it can it can hurt and help one one person, you know. If you know you're up, you probably run away. If you know you're down, you gotta you gotta fight harder than ever, you know. So, you know, we we see what happens. All right, with this fight, you have some of the best hands in the UFC, some of the best striking total, an all-time great. But do you think, how how much, how much worried are you about the takedowns? Because I do th- think in those previous fights, when he got that one takedown in the fifth round, or you know, that is what secured that victory for him. So how afraid are you of the takedowns and trying to keep it on the feet for this fight? I would say it happens, you know, it's mixed martial arts. I ain't no fish out of water on the ground. If you saw my last fight, you know, you saw your boy had to dig in his back pocket to show the wrestling because everybody keep questioning it. So, <laughs> at the end of the day, we should happen. I'm not worried at all. I know, I know what I'm getting myself into. I know what this fight is. And uh, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. You know, we figure it out. You know, the beautiful thing is uh, I can talk that talk, but the CB walk the walk, you know, and, uh, we're a couple of days away from it, so July second live on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Do not miss it. All right, this is the last one for you, Max. I'm gonna let you go after this one. If you are to win this fight this Saturday, and I know you've got to focus on this fight, are you already thinking about what could be next? Ah, uh, not at all, man. This fight, you know, every fight I I attack, I'm I'm on all, you know. I I. I I pursue every fight or approach every fight with it being my first and my last. You know, you never know. You never know what can happen. So first things first is Alex, and then, you know, maybe if you interview me after uh, or I get an interview after Saturday night, you know, we can talk. But uh, right now, Alex is the main focus. All right, Max, thank you so much for joining me. This has been Max Holloway. The, you know, former champion, always a champion in my book. Blessed MMA. Follow him wherever you get your socials. Max, thanks for your time today. Hey, thank you, brother. You have a great one. All right, and that was Max Holloway, and he's going to be taking on Alex Volkanowski this Saturday, July 2nd, 
UFC 276 live from T-Mobile Arena. I don't know if tickets are still available. International Fight Week. I know a lot of fans are in town. But if tickets may be available, go out and check in. You can watch it or you can get it on ESPN Plus. Get that pay-per-view because it's going to be a big one. And when we come back, we're going to get into our predictions for the rest of the card and also a preview for WWE Money in the Bank as that is also in Las Vegas this weekend as well. This is The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. Welcome back to The Fight Game. And we're back here on The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. And UFC 276, Money in the Bank, it's all going down this weekend. So we've got to get into our predictions, our previews. Got to let you know who we think are going to be winners this weekend. Okay, so we're going to start with UFC just because we just had on two competitors from the co-main event on the show. So we're just going to start with the main card. All right. Pedro Munoz, Sean O'Malley, Munoz 19 and 7, Sean O'Malley 15 and 1. Sugar Sean O'Malley is one of Toby's favorite fighters. Toby the intern can't get enough of him. Toby, who do you have winning? The Sugar Show all the way. Come on, Damon. You know this. You know this. And what do you think? Is it maybe that Pedro, he's um 1 and 4 in his last 5 fights? What do you? Th- what makes you so confident in O'Malley? Is it just that you believe that O'Malley can beat anyone? Yeah, of course. O- o- O'Malley could beat anybody. Well, I wouldn't say anybody right now because he's still up and coming. But I do think he will beat Pedro Munoz, and he's going to put on a sugar show this weekend. A sugar show. Barf. Anywho, all right. <laughs> we've got <laughs> Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberina. Robbie Lawler is just one of those guys, like a legend in the UFC. So I'm taking him just off of the fact alone that, hey, I ride with Robbie Lawler because he's a, he's an OG. Who you got? Yeah, I'm riding or dying with Robbie Lawler, too. He's just such a legend. So many iconic moments in UFC. I got to rock with my boy. All right, and then we're going to go to Sean Strickland as he's taking on Alex Pereira in the middleweight division. And a lot of people are looking at this one as if it's a, a number one contender fight for the main event, Israel Adesanya and Jared Cannonier. So... Pereira, we're doing some research. I mean, this guy, he's got the kickboxing background. He's only been in the UFC eight months. He's 5-1 and one in MMA, and he's already got a number one contender fight right here. That's almost one of those things that's unheard of with that few fights in mixed martial arts, but he's got such a tremendous kickboxing background. So this is going to be one of those fights. If Sean Strickland doesn't get in trouble early, I think that this is just going to be a stand-up bang out type of fight and I really want to see this fight just be fought on the feet I don't want to see not one takedown I just want to see two guys just clanging and banging yeah I don't think we'll see any takedowns I think Strickland will take down Pereira if he does get hurt and if he does get rocked especially early in the fight so who you got uh I'm gonna go with Alex Pereira I like his kickboxing background I'd like to see him go up against Izzy yeah, because these two have history, so I'm going to go with Pereira just for that fact, too, because you always want to see it. You saw it a few years ago with uh, DC where they had to find a guy. Basically, he's like, hey, man, when we were training together for like the Olympic trials back in wrestling, I made him cry. And then they brought this guy in. I can't even remember his name. But DC mopped the floor with him. But this is actually someone that's going to have history with Izzy that if he does win, it's that history of, hey, beat him in the kickboxing ring, but now let's see if he could do it again in the octagon. And the co-main event of the evening for UFC 276, Alex the Great Volkanowski versus Max Blessed Holloway. And this is one of those, Alex hasn't lost 
since maybe his, I want to say his fourth fight in MMA, he's just been on a tear ever since he's been in the UFC. Max Holloway, one of the most decorated fighters in UFC history. In fact, he was honored at UFC Media Day. He's passed, like, for as long as he's been in the um, the doping program, he's never missed a test. I think it's, I want to say it's almost like 200-something tests that he's just been there for. So just to have that many fights in the UFC, that just goes to his longevity there by being honored from the UFC for just never missing a test and obviously never failing a test. We had both guys on the show, so I am torn. I used to like to say, hey, if you come on the fight game, you don't lose. But now somebody's got to lose this fight here. So, Toby, you go first. Who you got? Uh, yeah, this one's a tough one for me as well. Volkanovski's just a beast, but I got to rock with my boy Max Holloway again. He's looked good uh, since that last loss to Volkanovski, so I want to see him retake the title. I want Max to win. Max, for me, he's the guy in my heart. I want Max Holloway to win. I'm rooting for Max Holloway. I mentioned it to him in the interview. I've been watching this guy since I was in high school fighting the UFC. But I do think that Volk, I think that, not that he's on another level, he's out of his league, but I think that he's got the game plan figured out. He knows what to do. He's been up in the scoring. You know, sometimes with the fighters, you can say, like, they're just doing enough to win. Not, I don't mean that as a pejorative, but he knows what to do to win these fights against Max Holloway and come out atop on the judges' scorecards. I do think that Max Holloway, he's going to have to get a finish. There's no way if I'm Max Holloway, I'm letting it go to the judges' hands unless he just dominates all five rounds. And it's one of those, hey, you can't question that because, you know, Volkanovski never hit him. If it's not that type of fight or a finish, he can't let it go to decision because I think that Volk's going to come out with it again. Yeah, because uh, Holloway feels like he's gotten burnt the last two fights from the judges. So I think that Holloway does not want this one to go to the judges. Obviously, no fighter wants that. But I think Holloway's really, really going to go for that finish early. All right, and the main event of the evening, Israel Adesanya versus Jared Cannonier. I mean, this is going to be a big one here. I mean, we're talking Israel Adesanya, one of the best strikers in UFC history. I said it. Versus Jared Cannonier, the former heavyweight who is just the, uh, as his nickname says, the killer gorilla. Who do you have? I got Izzy. I think of course. His, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, his striking is just too masterful. He's probably one of the best strikers I've ever seen. Uh, just how free-flowing he is. And uh, I don't think he'll mop Jared Cannonier, but I will. I do think he will knock him out. Yeah, but I think it's going to be, I, th I think he's going to catch him with a strike so nice. It's going to be one of those just... How'd he do it again? Yeah. Just like so faint where you don't even see it coming. That's where Izzy's at his best. Now we're going to move on to WWE Money in the Bank as we close out the show. And this is going to be taking place July 2nd, MGM Grand Garden Arena. Money in the Bank, you've got the competitors who are going to be in this match. You've got Seth Rollins for the men's side. Seth Rollins, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, almost, Sami Zayn, Riddle, and hold on, we got to wait for Friday Night SmackDown because there's still TBA on the card. And we don't know who that TBA is going to be. But even though the fact that we don't know who's actually going to be there, we're just going to start from the top here because we are running out of show. <laughs> who do you have winning the men's money in the bank contest? Oh, man. Um, I'd like to see Drew McIntyre get another push, win the briefcase and... Uh, Win, uh, win some more titles. I think they should give him the push, but I could see Seth Rollins getting the push again. I think Riddle's going to get it because I, I feel like Drew. Really? Mac yeah, Drew McIntyre. He's a guy. He's a star. He, you know, he's he's yeah. solidified. I don't think to to move him into a championship match 
I don't think that he needs a briefcase. See, I want Riddle to win, but realist- realistically, I think McIntyre Rollins will win, but that would be awesome if Riddle can pull it off. All right, and then we've got the women's money in the bank match. We've got Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Shotzi Blackheart, and Becky Lynch. Who do you have winning on the women's side? I got Asuka winning. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Man, surprising. I didn't expect you to go there. Yeah, I got Asuka. Um, I'm a big Alexa Bliss fan. <laughs> so <laughs> I would go her, but Good to I, know. I got Asuka winning. Interesting. I'm going to go Lacey Evans. Okay. I don't know why, you know, but yeah. they gave Wild her the card. Yeah, they gave her the new push. I mean, you know, she had those promos, those vignettes for almost two months, you know, before mm-hmm. she actually came back. I do think that the WWE head honchos, they see something in her. So I'm going to go with Lacey Evans. SmackDown Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey, Natalia. We already know yeah, where we already both know of the women's one, matches yeah. on the Raw and SmackDown side. You got Ronda Rousey going up against Natalia, and you've got Bianca Belair versus Carmella. We know that they are both retaining. Oh yeah. But hopefully totally. they can put on some good matches. What do you think? Do you think Carmella will put on a good match with Bianca? Oh yeah, because Bianca don't miss. Yeah. I mean Bianca don't miss. It don't matter who she's in the ring with. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. The Usos versus the Street Profits. I don't know when the Usos are going to lose those titles because I don't know when Roman Reigns is going to lose his title. So I think that as long as Roman, because we know that Bill with Brock, that's not happening until SummerSlam. So that's already letting me know that I think that the Usos, they need to continue to carry their titles too, just for those entrances alone. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think the Usos will lose their titles until uh, Roman loses his title. I think it'll probably all happen on one night, and uh, yeah, so I think they'll retain. There you go, Toby. You're thinking we're thinking just on the same page. And finally, theory, formerly Austin theory, but you know, had to drop that Austin because of what Stone Cold Steve Austin did to McMahon at WrestleMania. Theory versus Bobby Lashley. Who do you got? Because I think that theory's got to retain. You would think that because he's the young hot star, but Bobby Lashley has just been so good on this babyface run. Yeah, uh, I think that they love Theory so much that they won't have him lose the title to Bobby. But um, I could see it going both ways, but I think Theory will retain. Yeah, and they'll they'll find some chicanery that Bobby Lashley will still be able to look strong. Yeah. And we need to see a blow-off between Kevin Owens and Ezekiel and Elias. And I forgot the uh, Elrod. Is that the other <laughs> brother's name that may be out there as well? That's one of the most entertaining things that WWE has going, the fact that it's just, hey, we know you're Elias. We all, even when John yeah. Cena came out, John Cena did come back this past Monday, and I thought maybe John Cena was going to be on the Money in the Bank card. Maybe he's the there TBA. There has been rumors. Maybe he's the TBA to rumors. be announced. John Cena, Money in the Bank. But I, I was a little underwhelmed that it was just John Cena. He comes out, he cuts a, he cuts a nice promo, thanking the fans, you know, hustle, loyalty, and respect. Don't forget it. But I need to see Cena in the ring. We need to. It, it must happen. It has to happen. And soon. All right, Toby, that's just going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for riding shotgun along with me. And you'll be back next week, right? I should be, yep. All right. And then, hey, we can pay off that uh, Sean O'Malley bet. Bet. Okay, yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) Sugar Show this weekend. We're going to have Sean O'Malley next week. (laughs) All right. If Sean O'Malley wins, I will will try my best efforts 
to get Sugar Shine O'Malley on this show. All right, if and he if doesn't not, win. then I got to roast you for at least three minutes. Okay, that's enough of you. All right, thank you so much for listening to the fight game on 1230 The Game. Thank you to the UFC. Thank you to Max Holloway, Alex Volkanowski, as they're going to be going head-to-head in the UFC co-main event at 276 for the featherweight championship of the world. WWE Money in the Bank also this Saturday, July 2nd at the MGM Grand Arena. And Israel Adesanya, Jared Cannonier for the main event for the middleweight title in the UFC. I'm Damon Cotton. Thank you for listening. <laughs>